Well, welcome back to episode four. One, two, three, four of the Wizards Zen podcast featuring the legendary, the one, the only theme park tribute. <laughs> I- How are you? <laughs> wow, I I don't know if I'm worthy of that introduction, Ethan. Damn. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for joining for the second time. Look at this: first time on the podcast, second time on the channel. Tell everyone who's listening on Apple and Spotify, what are you doing for a living? I mean, not for a living, but for a hobby, <laughs> <laughs> for fun. Uh, yeah, I'm John Gregory, owner and reporter of ThemeParkTribune.com, theme park news site uh, covering all the biggest theme parks in the U.S. Uh, with uh, not trying to bring a little journalism back to the theme park world, as I like to put it. So uh, happy to be here. Happy to talk some theme parks. That's right. And one day, one day, he'll be writing for Disney. He'll be writing the Disney Parks blog. I'm manifesting it. <laughs> no, then, no, then I'm not a journalist anymore. Then I'm just a marketing <laughs> guy. I don't want that. <laughs> You'll be writing the Orange County Register. There you go. There you go. I take that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And yes, he's based in the Midwest, and he frequents. You frequent East Coast and Midwest. Well, Six Flags Great Adventure, because that's your home park. America, right? Great America. Oh, they all they're so similar. It's, I always forget. Oh, Great America, which is in Chi Town. And then he um visited recently some East Coast parks like Bush Gardens Williamsburg with the fantastic, the amazing Verbolton. That's at that park, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I'd have to say, probably the best like heavily themed coaster that you're going to get outside of a Disney and universal park. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes I watch the POV of that coaster a lot. Cause I like, this looks gorgeous and it's fun, like super fun. I hope you wrote it. Oh, absolutely. No, I managed to get not only all the coasters at Bush gardens, Williamsburg, and then went an hour up the road to King's dominion to ride all the coasters there. I actually managed to get the two other coaster credits in the state of Virginia, which are just two small family entertainment center coasters. So I've ridden every coaster in Virginia and managed to do that in just two days and rank them all up, uh, which you can find on themeparktribune.com. So uh, yeah, kind of had a full, full 48 hours there of, of coaster riding and uh, a little bit of, you know, credit, uh, Sleezing around for credits by getting those two, <laughs> two, two small ones from a family entertainment center. Did you go by yourself? Did you meet anybody there? Just went by myself. I really wanted to, you know, experience both these parks. They're both, um, they've both been kind of bucket list parks for me. Both open new coasters this year. And it's always good if, you know, you're going to travel for parks that are really designed more for a regional local audience. And that's what you know mm-hmm. those Bush gardens and Cedar fair parks are mm-hmm. really great to be able to like get them in package into one trip. And you don't see that a lot where these parks outside of the Orlando and California markets where they're clustered that close together, usually like, mm-hmm. you know, one town has like, they have their Cedar fair park or they're a six flags market. They're not, you know, both, or have two of them competing against each other. So wanted to knock those out in one trip. 
So what was, well, first of all, tell us what are the new coasters that opened at each park, and then what's your favorite ride at each park? So uh, the big the big reason for the trip was the new coaster at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Uh, it's Pantheon. It's a Intamin multi-launch coaster uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it is one of these SeaWorld chain coasters that should have opened in 2020. We all know what happened there. They got delayed one year uh, because of pandemic shutdowns and then really delayed another year because of just holding back on any new rides in 2021. And it is, I think, the best coaster in Virginia, one of the best ones in the SeaWorld chain and very much worth visiting Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Excellent launches, a lot of variety of elements with hang time filled inversions and an extremely good airtime moment heading backwards over Ooh. a launch section, which is really special. Um, all kind of a compass with, you know, I, I put a lot of emphasis on coasters needing to be like fun, but comfortable too. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of like, oh, just excusing roughness because you, know, yeah. you get airtime from it or things like that or really uncomfortable restraints. And these are the same kind of restraints you'll find on Velocicoaster down in Orlando. It's really got some some commonalities with that coaster, maybe because it was intended to open first. And uh, it was just so worth the trip to ride that one. Uh, and then up the road at King's Dominion, the new one is a little less exciting. It's a SNS free spin called Tumbi. Ah, those are all over the place. They are. Um, I give King's <laughs> Dominion credit for first off, this is the first one in the Cedar Fair chain. So <laughs> a little bit different. It is the smaller model than what you'll find in the Six Flags parks. And I actually thought it gave a little bit better airtime than the Six Flags models, and it's a, like more compact. Yeah, yeah, and it and it they did, you know, it's still, uh, you know, it's still a kind of clone coaster, but they do a good job in theming it by making the support structures look like bamboo. It's got a really nice thing to where they created a a, a loop where you hear these you know jungle sounding drums that go in time to what the the lift hill sounds like so it kind of oh. covers it up because with those sns uh free spins you'll hear that same that chain going like from pretty far away frankly um and this really helps like kind of mask that and it's part of a new themed area called jungle expedition that for a cedar fair park uh, outside of knots is a pretty well themed area and they still got room to grow there. Um, the bigger thing was go just going to King's dominion in general than checking out the new coaster, but you know, I'll pick up a new thing and see what they're doing new. And uh, yeah, those, that was uh, the impetus of the trip. And I'd highly recommend anyone to go check these out. Um, as far as favorite, you mentioned like favorite rides in each park. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely give in Busch Gardens Williamsburg the edge to Pantheon. It is just such a well-rounded coaster with a variety of great elements that you're not going to find a lot in the U.S. parks. Mm -hmm. um, and then in Kings Dominion, I'd give the edge to Intimidator 305. Um, a Ooh, coaster that... Yeah, that's uh, a little that's controversial, a I know. That's a, that's a big one, that one. 
that one it is for the for people who don't know about intimidator 305 it is probably one of the most divisive big coasters in like the among coaster enthusiasts Mm because it is very big and very intense but not in the same way that other giga coasters 300 foot tall coasters are it's got a 305 foot drop or it's 305 feet tall i think a 300 foot drop um 93 mile per hour hour top speed and an 85 degree drop and it is a like guaranteed gray out on the first helix every time and i i've been i've I've had some gray outs before but not like guaranteed in the same element every single time Mm -hmm. and then from there it's really just like a speed machine with these whippy transitions and not an emphasis on airtime and like the it's not like a B&M giga mm. um and it can be divisive and i was like a legit a little bit like nervous about riding it because i've heard about the the mm. gray outs and like not feeling that great coming off the coaster sort of things and i mm. actually waited until like i had all the other credits in the park and i'm like i'm going to do this last in case it like messes up my day <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Immediately got back in line to do it again. Uh, and I, I'm on the you know team I305 here, saying that's the best ride at that park. Um, right. But yeah, but we can get into like all other aspects of the park because I got a lot to say, and I really like I'm really hyped to maybe get some people from outside of those regions and people who might not think of those as like worthy of a a longer trip from outside mm-hmm. like driving distance to go to because I think it's absolutely worth it. Would you say that I feel five is the scariest roller coaster out there? Or at least most intense roller coaster out there. The most intense one I've ridden. This, this was getting me up over, over a hundred credits and uh, on this trip. And it is the most intense one that I've ridden. I'm sure it's not the most intense one out there completely. Um, <laughs> We can go to a more well-versed coaster enthusiast in the four, five hundred, six hundred credit range might have something to say about that. But definitely the most intense one that I've ridden. Let's see now, just for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, let's show them, shall we? Let's see. Sure. Let's see that. I mean, look at this. This is a crazy thing. And I feel five, right? It's 305 feet tall. But I believe there's also a freeway called I-305 near it, right? That runs through the uh, area. Is that what it's named for it as well? Because here's I-305. Oh, this is in California. But because that would be a cool little dual thing. But anyway, this is what it looks like. Look at that thing. I think you can see that thing from Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can see... You really get a sense of how like rural the area is around King's Dominion up there, like north of Richmond, when you get up there. A lot of farmland. Man, a lot of stuff. If they just bought some of that, if someone wants to sell it, they can just put a whole bunch of new coasters there. <laughs> I think they've got room to expand as it is, frankly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I mean, this wooden coaster looks like it's racing, <laughs> is like so tiny. Even this guy's tiny. And this looks like a viper. But reversed. Yeah, that's uh that's that's Anaconda there. Um that's an old arrow looper that I am not very fond of. <laughs> um it is rough and has one of the weirdest transitions, some of the weirdest transitions in its second half. But yeah, it just dwarfs it, and you can see like 
part of the reason it looks so, it just looks so intimidating. No, pardon the pun for it's <laughs> like, look how few supports it has. Like, yeah, it's just like a big gap there. And then, yeah, there, yeah, like this guy must be like, why if I was flying over that thing? <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you go after coming out. You go straight into that into a long helix. That's where the gray out happens. And pretty much like probably about where you start kind of cresting towards that that airtime hill there. That's about when your vision comes back fully. So it's a long gray out too. Yeah, that's a big helix, right? Wow, wait. That's actually it's pretty. That's I feel like that's this is very iconic. Let me leave that. That's iconic. Iconic. I think it's worthy of that. Yeah. Like really, that thing is actually it's not even like too long, but it's just like super fast. So you're still yeah. you kind of all these twisty and turnies, and then it's probably like done before you even know it. But you're going so fast, you probably can't see. Oh my goodness, what a ride! Yeah. I loved it. I know it's not it's not everyone's favorite. Um and oh great. this air looper goes underground. That's yeah, cool. yeah, that go that one does go under the lake. Um that doesn't save it from being a not super great ride. <laughs> <laughs> I am not I am not a fan. Give us some points it. there. I, I give it points for that. And then the second half where like the mid-course break run on Anaconda hits so hard. And then you go through these very awkward transitions in the second half that are that make like no sense. And you're doing them like with a crawl and it somehow just makes it more uncomfortable because it's an old arrow looper. And I'm not a fan of old arrow loopers well, at all. First break run. Let's see. Yeah. Like, what is this? This is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it, it, it's, you know, it's one of these like old arrow designs where you know, maybe they kind of wish they were using computers. <laughs> they, they were just making these a little too much on the fly, and I don't think I don't think it aged very well. Yeah, um, I can imagine, ooh, this thing going through here on a rough, ooh, that might break your neck. Boom, 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 boom. Ooh, wow. Yeah. But at least it's over a lake, and at least it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. I would not be surprised if that's not the next one to go in that park because it's in such a prime area they can do a lot with that lake setting and mm -hmm. it just might be time to to call it quits on that one and it didn't i mean it was it wasn't that busy of a of a day i was there i was there on a saturday but it's early in the season and in april so it wasn't mm -hmm. too busy but that was like a walk on absolutely all day we're kind of like our viper yeah um yeah and this one isn't as like it's not, it's, I wouldn't, I don't think it's considered a mega looper like Viper is. So it's not, it's a little bit smaller scale than that. And so that status might save Viper a little bit. I'm no fan of Viper at Magic Mountain either. Um, reminds me a little too much of Shockwave at Great America. And my neck still has like sense memory pain from that from like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I still think that would be the next to go. Yeah, but I mean, I it is the last seven loopers, so it might, but yeah, you know, it didn't get a repaint as where Tatsu did, so I don't know. We'll have to see for that one, but so yeah. Oh, Orion, isn't Orion at one of the King's Parks? It's at King's Island, yeah. Also, uh, not this one, yeah. 
Interesting. Have you been on that one? No, no, I have not. Uh, this was my first giga, my first, um, my first of the two, uh, no, Kings parks. Um, so I got some of the clones here at Kings Dominion that exist also at, at Kings Island, like Flight of Fear and Backlot uh, Stunt Coaster. Um, and uh, I guess the Woodstock Express, too, is the same. But uh, hmm. haven't been out to Kings Island yet. That'll be that's that'll come up some trip. point. Good. Good. Yeah. You gotta get to Kings Island. I never been, but you know, gotta get yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the I, I would just like say for for Bush Gardens, Williamsburg especially, is one park that if there are people out there who are feeling frustrated about like how Disney parks are being run mm-hmm. and they want something that's like they want that themed experience but stepping out of that Disney and universal comfort zone, I think Bush gardens, Williamsburg um, is right up there to me with knots as being the best themed park outs. That's not run by Disney or universal. And like it honestly, like there's, there's parts of it that to me compete with how Epcot looks since they have a very similar vibe of having different countries, different country themed areas, all European countries in this point. And then nothing in central Florida can compete with the scenery you get at Bush gardens, Williamsburg with these, these beautiful Hills and the, the forest and the river. It's just, it's amazing. So highly encourage everyone to get out there. It's 422 acres, which is huge. It is, it is, and it's got like it's also great because be, because of its setting, it can hide more of its coasters. And mm-hmm. that yeah, that shot right there with um the boats and um and Loch Ness oh, monster in the background. It's just like that's just gorgeous. Yeah, like there's a reason why it's called. It keeps getting called world's most beautiful park. It is like yeah, it is just years. That's a that's a long, long time. Yeah. Long time. It's this just, is it's nice. just stunning. Yeah. It reminds me of, yeah, I guess, well, yeah. Well, the country's Epcot, but like this is like an Animal Kingdom type vibe going on right here. I yeah. Like yeah. That. I like that. That's cool. Well, so, and you, these are like, what you can take these, right? To get around the park, these boats. The, the Rhine River cruise, um, I can't recall exactly. I think they really just go around because the river doesn't make a complete loop. As you can see, it gets blocked off by those coasters. So you can't go all the way around. You kind of go there out and back. Um, there is a great, you'll see those train tracks in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, that does make a complete loop around the park. And, you know, nothing at Magic Kingdom or Disneyland on their train ride goes like that far above a river. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a beautiful setting. And there's Verbolton. Coming Man, over it, the edge. Ooh, that's iconic, right? Just like it's a suspended swinging coaster replaced. Oh, yeah. look at that loop. I mean, look at that um, nice dropping right on the edge. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad they kept, they mi- mimicked that iconic drop the yeah. previous ride had. And they could keep the supports probably. Like they, yeah. <laughs> they could they save a little money on the construction too. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's just it's just a gorgeous park with like a coaster lineup that really doesn't have any flaws in it. Um, it's you know a little like a little a little more ev- uh, I would say kind of evenly balanced than King's Dominions is. Um, but it's got so many good ones and the setting and the emphasis on 
on theming and emphasis on a lot of their seasonal events. Like they, I was just missing their food and wine festival going there, but they, you know, have a Christmas, a Christmas event. They've got a hollow scream, uh, just like, just like other sea world parks. Um, it's just, I can't, I can't st- say enough like good things about Bush gardens, Williamsburg. It's really one that I think people should seek out. Shoot. I want to go here. This is nice. <laughs> I'll in Virginia. I'll find a reason to go to Virginia. I just love Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster's little looping thing. Here you go. One loop through the loop. That's cool. That's real cool. It It is still an arrow looper, so I found it pretty pretty rough. <laughs> I can't argue with how it looks. It is it is much better than, I'd say, Anaconda and Viper were. Um, this one has a lot of staying power just because of this iconic element. It, it also got, luckily, they got new trains not that long ago, um, mm-hmm. so a little bit, uh, a little bit of TLC has been been kept in there. Um, but you know, it's still a now. Geez, that one is probably it's got to be like forty five years old at least at this point. So mm-hmm. they've maintained it well, but it's still no. There's there's no. still going to be some you know jankiness with. Do uh, they do they ever time it where both trains go on the loop at the same time? I no, not anymore. I believe they used to do that, and now and now that doesn't happen anymore. Why not? That's such an iconic moment. I believe they could because you have to go up two separate lift hills to get to those loops. Mm-hmm. So there's the block zones there to be able to do it. They just don't anymore. Come on, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's like a main selling point right there. Try to say hi to your friends on the other train as they loop behind, on top of you. Ah, super cool. How tall is this dive coaster? This looks humongous. Every time I look at a picture, it just looks like it's the tallest thing around. Let's see. Yeah. Griffin, I think Griffin is over 200 feet. I'm not sure on the exact height, but it is definitely, it's not the tallest dive coaster, but is not one of the small scale models that are becoming a little more popular now. But yeah, it's a... Uh, and look at that thing. It's humongous. Let's see. 205 feet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I've i really got... I've never had many complaints about a dive coaster. Like there, I don't know if they're ever going to be like the top coaster in a park mm-hmm. because there's only so many elements that they usually have. They all kind of do the same thing. There's the... Yeah. I mean, they're, they're about... Like, they're not exactly one-trick ponies, but the dive is the big thing, and if that's going to be your biggest trick, like have at it because it's great. <laughs> yeah, and then some days you have a double dive, you know, smaller one after the mid course. Yeah, that's a. It's pretty. This is still pretty, pretty nice color too. Oh, what a beautiful park! Yeah, they really do. They just do so much stuff right. I um, love little water splash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's um, it's a little bit. I mean, it's the kind of the same setting or same kind of layout, or at least similar layout to Sheikra Bush Gardens Tampa with that with their splashdown, but um, still works, still entertaining. And yeah, Pantheon though is here's the new addition, the... y'all. Got the yeah. spike. That spike right there. Yeah, it's just like you you get you you go into one launch into a super hang time filled inversion that they call a zero G winder. I don't know if that's 
brand new or just a brand new term that you know the roller coaster database came up with mm-hmm. but then you you get into that launch section you go part of the way up the top hat and stop and then you the track switches behind you and that's when you go over the launch section backwards and it has an airtime hill built into the launch that just is like a shocking ejector moment because I, I can't remember another time where I'm getting ejector backwards where you just don't know when you're going to like get down on your butt again. And then you go up that, that, um, that spike, great floater, great Look floater time time and weightlessness. I yeah. Right there. And then the, then you go over the launch again and that sends you over the top hat, but like just getting over, like they, they really do that perfectly. To where I'm sure there's going to be some rollbacks sometimes, but uh, I got over, and then yeah, that that you know it gets you into the rest of the course. Um, that's all pretty low to the ground and not uh, you know, intimate style sort of whippiness in there. I just I absolutely loved it. The one detriment here is I it seems like with budget cuts, Pantheon doesn't live up to the theming that other bush gardens areas has like it's really bare bones in the station and the queue and i think that was just a pandemic related cut i would hope that they revisit that at some point but i kind of doubt it because are you really going to invest money back into a ride that's already open and like getting the the queue and station a little more dressed up probably not (laughs) that's the one downside of the ride to me Oh uh, yeah, and- that's unfortunate. Yeah, probably of, uh, COVID cuts, but at least it's in another pretty setting. This grass is very nice. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the fl- a flatter section of the park, so you don't get the same sort of terrain that you'll get in other parts where, like, you know, their B&M invert Alpengeist goes right over a huge ravine and dives in and out of that. It doesn't get the same, um, doesn't get the same setting as that but still a gorgeous coaster no this one goes right near the log rider water ride right yeah it wraps right around that they're all kind of clustered in the middle there um while you're like kind of going in like that's where the coasters are clustered in the middle of the park and the sections are kind of roaming around outside of that in that area man everything at this park is just 10 times bigger than everywhere else they really have like most of the stuff they've added is um, it's not clones and there's been a lot of first there. They had the first BNM hyper um, uh, in Apollo's chariot too. And uh, Alpengeist was at a time the tallest invert. Yeah, so I mean, things massive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they don't do it really small there. If you're going to get like all the coasters there, you know, with the exception of the, uh, the, grover hitty coaster um are meant to do it up pretty big i mean yeah i mean this the train looks just tiny and the the supports and the rail just look mass looks like it's just 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 this is like an ant and this is like the human i mean wow <laughs> that's humongously massive i wonder how how tall is this drop let's see let's see it is uh Tallest in the world. It sure was. My goodness. Let's see. Oh, it won't tell me. Let's see. We're looking at uh, 195 feet. Wow. 
That's pretty tall. Because like how tall is Batman? Batman's like not like not nearly that tall. I think Batman the Batmans are like maybe 120 or so. Yeah, that um, not it's tiny compared to this thing. Oh yeah, actually I was I was even even overestimating it. The Batman, at least at uh, Great America, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're about about the same even on the clones, even with the terrain or anything. Uh so the Batman is is a hundred hundred and five at Great America, so yeah, mm-hmm. not not huge. And then the drop is only eighty-five feet. Those are all meant like this is a much bigger scale, larger scale invert. Um, and it shows after I, I have I've been so used to writing Batman at Great America for years, and then sometimes the clones, it's been it's been since my last visit to Bush Gardens, Tampa, since I wrote something that wasn't that. So seeing the larger scale inverts kind of reminds you about how uh, they can offer a more varied ride existence when the scale just goes up. Yeah, I mean, geez, you know, these things are just so pretty to look at. Yeah, it's just it's it's again just like a gorgeous park that I think well earns that title of of most beautiful park. Um and then I, I will I'll say a big benefit for for Bush Gardens Williamsburg is they don't skimp on other experiences. They have some live performances around the park that fit in with a the theme of different country, like a Celtic dancing band, a German band that plays in the big um fest house. Uh, German dining hall area, uh, along with like flat rides everywhere that re- that usually really fit in with the themes. Um, I think they could use something like it's it's a real shame that they got rid of their Curse of Dark Castle dark ride that um, used a similar system to Spider Man at Universal Orlando because I think that's the one thing this park is missing is a dark ride. Mm. Um, and I'm just a big advocate for even regional parks having dark rides, not making it all about coasters all the time. Um, and and I wish they had that one. Kings Dominion does have a dark ride with their um, Boo Blasters on Boo Hill, um, similar to the thing that's in that's in Kings Island under the same name. And that's a pretty um, what's the polite way to put it? Uh, a pretty like low key shooting dark ride not a, like there's theming but it's pretty low tech and a little cheap but it at least offers something else besides coasters so i give mm. them points for that it's nothing on the scale of what knots does with their dark rides but that's the one thing i'd, I'd take away from bush gardens williamsburg is dang i wish they still had that big dark ride and i wish they would put another one in and that's a big part too there's definitely a lot of room for it, so that's good. Hopefully in the next couple of years, huh? Yeah, I mean, the rumors now are that they've got uh, probably two more coasters coming Ooh, um, yeah. in the next few Bigger years. Small. One small, because they're the, the biggest rumor, and I'll credit a great site called BWG Fans. Who oh, is, I love them. Yeah, they're the place to go for anything Busch Gardens Williamsburg uh, related, because their, their track record I'm reporting on the upcoming plans is like near perfect from the past, de- from the past decade or so. But uh, their big rumors are the next coaster will be a small scale launch coaster inside the building that used to house the curse of dark castle, dark ride. Ooh, an indoor coaster. 
an indoor coaster that's going to have to make like multiple passes on the same track mm-hmm. with some variations in order to, because it's just not long enough as like, mm-hmm. if you're only going around once and then supposedly after that, they're going to revisit a long rumored plan for a, um, what they, what has been nicknamed Drakenspire, which is going to be, uh, Basically, a giga coaster, a giga like shuttle coaster with a spike, a little bit similar to, to like think of like the Pantheon layout to where mm-hmm. there's going to be some sort of track switch and going up a spike and going up a launch area like multiple mm-hmm. times probably, um, but even a larger scale. Like we're getting into the 300 foot range on that, something we haven't seen before with a giga coaster. So, ooh, very interesting. <laughs> going, going big again. I love it. A big benefit to visiting these two parks is that they're very cognizant of their competition and they really try not to have like a a coaster that's too similar to one in the other park. So you're probably not going to see like Kings Dominion has an RMC, Twisted Timbers. You're probably not going to see that at Busch Gardens ever because of that. And then, you know, there's no inverted coaster at, um, there's no BM invert at King's Dominion. There is one at, at Bush Gardens, and that sort of thing makes it a really well rounded experience to visit both because you're not getting many repeats. And how you're close very, are they to each other? About, it was about an hour, 10 minute drive uh, in the morning. Not too bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Wow, it's like, yeah, it's going like from Universal to Disneyland. Not yeah. bad in California. Not bad at all. Wow. And then next to you, near near you, Six Flags Great America. How far are you from that one? I'm about 45 minutes away from that um, because Great America is in the northern suburbs of Chicago in the place called Gurney that's pretty kind of of halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. So it pulls from both markets, um, which makes it one of – that's why it's one of the most attended – Six Flags parks. I really think it's only behind Magic Mountain and Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that is my home park that I visited. Uh, uh, how long was it? Was that was it last weekend? Yeah. So let's talk about that if you want to get into that DC Universe area. Oh, yes. Now, quickly, I'm just looking on Twitter here from BWG fans, and it says breaking. Bush Gardens of uh, Williamsburg has confirmed the general outline for this year's Hallow Scream. Five houses, four territories, and two new ones, two new houses, four shows, and two party zones, and more. So that's very interesting. You should go visit for that. I I would love to see a Hallow Scream in that area because with that setting, like in areas where like you know, there's just woods, big tall trees all around you on those, like. Oof, that has to and, and like really, really Plus increase fog in there. Oh, great stuff! Yeah, that's like that's really got to enhance uh, the scare zones in that area. I'd love to see that. Man. But yeah, so that's for all you. It's funny, it was just posted well, like 50 minutes ago. But yeah, super exciting. As it looks like all the SeaWorld parts are looking to announce how low screams is SeaWorld San Diego's teasing one as well for tomorrow. But, um, what should we call it? Yeah, so Great Adventure, a park with Fright Fest, just debuted their new DC Universe, a rethemed DC Universe area with a sign that's 
very similar to the one Magic Mountain's getting. Um, well, I guess Magic Mountain copied your sign. But, uh, yeah, how was it? How was it? I don't think you're impressed. Well, no, because I don't think it's not really debuting yet because and I'm kind of confused as to why they let anyone in there to be to be <laughs> perfectly honest. So what this was this last weekend was it was supposed to be a special preview of the DC universe area along with some morning extended ride time on the three coasters in that area. Um, all which are pre-existing. There's the Joker free spin, the original Batman, the ride, and then uh, what was vertical velocity, the uh, intimate impulse coaster, and now has been repainted and rechristened the flash vertical velocity. And this hadn't opened. The section had been closed on the park's opening weekend, um, mm -hmm. which created a bad traffic bottleneck because you couldn't do a complete loop around the park. Ooh. And I was thinking, okay, well, let's see, you know, how, like, is this really finished? Because by them calling it a special preview, they're kind of implying that it's all done. Uh, and it wasn't. Um, so the morning ERT had only one of the three rides open to start the morning that mm -hmm. was open only to Six Flags members. And that was the Joker was the only one that's open. Batman opened about a half hour late and Flash didn't open at all. And I'm kind of surprised they were even considering opening the Flash because the signage is is still the same. There is a Flash <laughs> poster now on the uh, on the station, and they've re had repainted the supports red and yellow. Um, that was complete last year, like back during the holiday in the park event. That was already that was already visible. But the sign out front still says just vertical velocity. Signs in the queue still say just vertical velocity. And it didn't <laughs> open. And then from what I could tell, um, the only stuff that had changed was, so repainting the flash ride. They had some concrete work, concrete work done um, where there was like a superhero like pattern in the middle of Justice League sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um similar to what you'll find in other DC universe areas. And then a few of the food stands had, they had just put up like new signage, but like hadn't changed the buildings at all. Like, Oh, this ice cream stand is now captain Cold's ice cream, something like that. Mm. Uh, even the quick service restaurant that was in, that's supposed to be rethemed still had the old signage there and was closed. So um, like six flags, is for this season especially in most of its parks is really like stretching what is the definition of like a new attraction or a new offering because <laughs> because of pandemic related cuts they weren't going to invest in every park this year like they you know have have typically done but even for six flags like calling this a preview and it's an unfinished area and the new even the repainted ride can't reopen and the signage isn't done it just felt embarrassing to me oh and i'd even top it off not even the dc universe sign is up yet really i thought that was nothing. amazing <laughs> nothing up yet um so yeah kind of i i just don't understand why they didn't just wait um why why they offered this sort of preview i'm sure they wanted people like have been clamoring like i want to get on batman i want to get on joker um, and not have those shut down since they're especially Batman is still a big draw in great America, but man, don't show off 
don't show off your project before it's done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What did other people in the area think? Did you kind of overhear the conversation? Um, I don't think, I think other people might've just been a little, a little peeved that vertical velocity never opened and that, and that Batman opened late. I think maybe they either didn't know there was supposed to be big changes yet, or they were maybe just not forgiving as long as they could get on Batman again and get on the Joker and not have, and be able to complete a full circuit of the park. I mean, it was really bad the first weekend where you had two dead ends oh um, yeah that's, not uh, being able to make a full loop yeah yeah right. and then um i mean i don't think anyone expected that the the fourth ride in that area um or i should say actually the the fifth ride because there is a swing attraction that would be down this time of year anyway um but the signage there hadn't changed it's being rechristened from whirly gig to dc villain super swing but then they're retheming one of the log flumes to aquaman and no, no signage is up on that yet i think no one really expected it to be at this point because that's would still be like you know three four weeks at least from opening um but yeah still to me it was bad show and I know it's Six Flags, so I don't know how much they care about that, but I feel like they should. <laughs> that seems actually pretty bad, even for a Six Flags part. Like, oh boy. At least Magic, Magic Mountain at least won't even do all that. I mean, Magic Mountain's been stepping up their game a little bit. Uh, so it's sad to hear that Great Adventure is not, or Great America is not. <laughs> like, when is all that stuff supposed to open? Right now, it just says later this spring, so that could imply it's got to open in the next, you know, month or so. Um, and maybe they'll, you know, there's not a lot to get done. They just need to get the Flash running and <laughs> change out some signs, and then get the signage done in their um, quick service restaurant, and then have new signs for the Aquaman ride. I don't so think. It'll there's nothing new, actually new coming. Just a whole bunch of retheme stuff, correct? Yeah, rethemes and some paint. That's that's really it. Um, I mean, Come honestly, on. yeah, the yeah the biggest new thing is going to be installing a new sign. That's <laughs> really <laughs> for 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 DC Universe. That's really it. And that's funny. I feel like that would be one of the first things they would have got up is just a sign that probably make out of sight. Insane. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder, do you, are they going to market it as new attractions, do you think? Or are, have they been? Like, will people actually think, oh, I got this stuff that's brand new and has not been here before? I don't think they'll be that deceptive, but they are calling it, like, the new DC universe area, even though it's, like, all, like, several of the, like, two of the biggest attractions there are already DC-themed anyway. <laughs> They're re-theming two more and, you know, re-christening a a quick service restaurant and some food stands. That's really it. So they can get away with calling that a new area because they could just change the name and call it a new area, I suppose. But it's nothing that it's, it's really a placeholder thing um, because great America just wasn't going to get anything else bigger or new this year. I hope they're due for a new coaster next year. I, I haven't heard any rumors about what it's going to be. Um, and they're probably just you know, still trying to get get their legs underneath them because they were one of the six flags parks that was closed for all of 2020. 
Mm-hmm. Just like us. Oh, so sad. Wasn't that so sad? It was. All we all we got back then is we got a um a holiday event with the drive-through. We did we got the drive-through and we got a walk-around event with no rides because at, at the time the state wouldn't let any rides open. But that was it. Oh wow, yeah. We got the drive-through and then uh well that was it. But um wow, yeah, wow, you guys are kind of similar to us in that respect with the walking around with the state not letting any rides open. That's a uh, like here. Interesting, interesting Chicago in Illinois. Yeah, they know they're I mean they're they've got uh they'll they'll take some cues from Magic Mountain because again they're like I think that's the top three in the chain is Magic Mountain, Great America, and Great Adventure. They're the ones that get the most attention and love and attendance. It makes sense because the top three or not the top oh kinda. I guess New Jersey, New Jersey, New York. A great yeah. account for New York. But yeah, so like the yeah, top three cities in terms of population. So that one makes that does make sense. It does, that yeah. Does make sense. Poor Six Flags, some like St. Louis or wherever. The like, thing. I wish we got some more love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, St. Louis. I think is the is well. They're not as bad off as like say. Um, Darien Lake or Great Escape oh, or Frontier oh, yeah. City. Um, but yeah, St. Louis could use some love. <laughs> oh, God. Like they forget they're there. Oh, so sad. So sad. But yeah, DC Universe. Hopefully, at what coaster would you want at your park? Whew, that's a tough one. Um, because, like, yeah, Great America's one there that's got pretty much every category covered. Um, including having ones that are not common in the six in the Six Flags uh, chain, like X Flight, you know, the wing, a wing coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got an RMC covered. It's got its big Woody um, and American Eagle. It's got two two because Viper's there too. But how about a single rail coaster? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's not the one exactly I would want because, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna be able to ride you know, Wonder Woman at Magic Mountain when that mm-hmm. when that goes. I'm definitely gonna come out for that, and I don't want them to do the same thing that they did from like Jersey Devil to Wonder Woman, where it's gonna be like, okay, here's one foot taller. <laughs> now it's the, this one is the tallest single <laughs> rail coaster, one but like with practical one foot taller. <laughs> yeah, one foot taller, and then that's the that's the marketing. It's like <laughs> tallest single rail. Right, right. And, but like, I'm pretty sure that that's what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I don't well, like. I really surprise you and get a T Rex. I would love that. I would love. Like, I would love a Giga. Like that would be my wish, but with um, with having you know, a, a hyper and them having not like, I think they would have enough room for a giga. They would have to wrap it around the outside, but plenty of people do that. That's what I would really want. Um, other than you not know, some model that we haven't thought of yet, um, like maybe some large scale SNS axis or something. But ooh. I think I yeah I, I unfortunately think they're gonna do exactly as I predicted and just like <laughs> another yeah it's gonna it's gonna be like Jersey Devil Wonder Woman layout make it one foot taller and bam we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way 
you seem so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after after going to the, you know those parks in Virginia, I really I really wish I was like my home park was a Cedar Fair Run Park or a Bush Gardens. It'd be so much better, honestly, <laughs> than a Six Flags. But I I live where I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah, so over here at One Woman, uh, you are coming out for that, right? When it, yeah, I'll, I'll no, whenever they announce an opening date soon after that, I'll try to make it out there. Because it looks very good, very good. I mean, almost all the track is up here. We almost we just got the the half towards the station to put up, but the half towards Just League and Riddlers are it's pretty much all up. You know, the mid course break run, the they put up the. Uh, the lift till and the drop, but oh, you should see it's actually pretty tall in person, like taller than I thought it would be. It's like, whoa, whoa, you know, it's taller than Riddler's. I was like, wow. And then there's a really cool little element or like picture element where if you're walking by Crazanity, it's very symmetrical. Like you see the little raven dive and then another airtime hill in the way they kind of cross paths like wow i got a great picture of it posted on my instagram it was great i was like this is a cool little shot here i like this little addition to the skyline <laughs> i know i i, I want to think that six flags thought about that sort of framing but i'm pretty sure <laughs> i bet you they didn't yeah like he's probably like park presence like yeah that that was on purpose yeah yeah I'm glad. goes back to the board meeting guys guess what guess what we accidentally achieved this beautiful photo photogenic shot <laughs> so how's the rest of the area looking like now like what else do they do they need to do around the coaster to kind of give a sense of when this could open hmm the so the reason the wonder woman that already has the new paint which is waiting for a sign i think it's called it was a teen titan spin or something mm -hmm. something silly i don't know why they're teen titan but whatever and then the sign our signs also not up and then there's supposed to be new bathrooms a new gift shop and a new restaurant i've i was put informed by my good buddy mark the ambassador ert what that the bathrooms i don't know why the bathrooms and the restaurant may be on hold for some reason I don't know why the bathrooms would be on hold, but the restaurant and bar area, but obviously the gift shop's coming because money, money, money. Yeah. And then, uh, so if they just need to do the gift shop, I, I could be, I'd say like in July it could be open because the coast wow. and the station's almost done. It's already all tarped up. They just got to add the, you know, the Roman theming. And then, yeah, then it could be open in the summertime or definitely by July. Because, yeah. you know, even if they do the, even if I feel like maybe the bar and stuff, even if it's on hold or whatever, I feel like it'll be the ride and area opens up, then like later on the bar might open up type of thing. Yeah. So I feel like like a July opening would be, would be like ideal or be like a, a good estimate there. So book your tickets. <laughs> and yeah to just making sure they're not going to run into another west coast racer situation where we this this opens like barely in 2022 <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty bad the official opening was january 9th i'm like oh wow so now you're gonna market that as your 
that year's coaster. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no. This one's for a second there. Ooh, it was getting a little scary because, you know, I put up all the supports really fast, then nothing. Like a whole month, nothing. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I even asked my friend, I was like, is it delayed? He goes, no, no. I'm like, okay. Then they put up the track. Then until like a couple weeks ago, nothing. I'm like, oh. I'm like, are we doing there? Nothing. No work or nothing. Then they started work again. So they seem to be going these big spurts. I think they're waiting for shipments, but probably, yeah. I was like, I was like, ooh, like it got so much full of nothingness that I was like, hmm. I hope this isn't West Coast Racers again. <laughs> but yeah, luckily, also this has a benefit of not being as complex as West Coast Racers, and much like smaller and just one track, not two tracks. So. Where it should be good. They probably really only have, mm, I'd say, up no, no more than twenty more track pieces to put on. Okay, yeah, and then no, then it's just the pull through testing, the regular testing, and then yeah, they and probably they've they've had to have learned something from opening Jersey Devil last year. Exactly, like, and the all the supports are up. Even the storage tracks up, the station tracks up, mid course is up. The all the yeah, all the sports and yeah even yeah there's lots of tracks up yeah so definitely July book your ticket I'm 99.9 percent sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what anything else you want to go over during this thing? Let's see. Hmm. Let me think because you said your DC area has was yours. You, you didn't even get a new restaurant. You said just a rethemed one, right? Yeah, just a rethemed one. They turned what is what was called Capone's is going to become Steelworks Pub, I believe. And nothing's happened to it yet. Like the big Capone sign is gone, but the stickers for it were still all in the window and it was closed. Interesting. Yeah, because they completely demolished our restaurant. So we're for sure getting a new one. I just don't know when. Apparently, I hope I hope it comes with new thing. You know, have you, have you been to the Aces Club restaurant? Right? By no, Ray I Ray? haven't. Very good ribs. They should try it out. And the little bar over there on the other side. It's a very nice area. I hope we get something. If we get something just like that, that'll be a solid addition to the restaurant lineup here at Six Flags, which is impressive considering Johnny Rocks is right across the way. There's a world of difference between the two, which is super good. How's your restaurant scene over there? Eh, it's 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 a it's a, not the greatest Six Flags Park on that <laughs> front. I would say, um, like, I uh, the 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 my go-to thing would be the I honestly don't remember the name. There's a burger restaurant in the Southwest Territory section, which mm -hmm. opened in the '90s. Um, that's where Raging Bull is and Viper. It's one of the better themed recently opened Six Flags areas and one of the better themed areas in Great America because a lot of that, this park's theming is really left over from its early opening years when it was owned by Marriott. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just kind of been left there, not enhanced all that much. Um, there's a good chicken tender place in the hometown square area. Again, the name escapes me because I don't, um, I, I, I don't eat in the park every time I go. And then, uh, and then we have, uh, not one, but two Johnny Rockets locations in the same theme wow. park, which seems super Ooh, lazy. Really? 
You guys um, are on the Johnny Rockets run there. Yeah, if like if people are coming out to Great America, and I I I sound like I'm dragging my home park a lot. <laughs> it has an amazing coaster lineup. Like it is definitely. You just got Max Force, right? Yeah, when it's running, which is it oh, hasn't no. run. Yet. It has not run yet this season, and it breaks down a lot, and it's also pretty low capacity. So, um, worth doing you, but it's gotta, it's gotta be the first thing you run to in the morning and, um, you know, just be, per- be up later in the day. Yeah. And it, it helps that it's like, it's, um, actually it might not help that it's the closest coaster to the front entrance. Okay. Everyone goes there first. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, two, 300 steps from the, from the gates and you're there. Um, but far as, far as food goes, um, while the coaster lineup at Great America is definitely worth coming to check out, food, uh, you know, there's nothing special about it. Bring your own. <laughs> Use your dining plan stuff somewhere. It's not bad, but it's nothing like, it's nothing worth seeking out or worth like plugging. They've really just never stepped up their game in that area, as far as I can see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, man, yeah, I have yet to go over there, but I'll def- definitely have to check it out one day when I'm in Chi-Town. Give it up for Chi-Town. Come on. <laughs> I'll give it up. Yeah. Hands in the air. <laughs> Chi-Town. <laughs> there you go. Hands no <laughs> <laughs> well, my goodness. Thank you, Mr. John from Theme Park for Tribune for coming on, showing us these beautiful parks that not many people talk about. And maybe even know about and King's Dominion and Bush Gardens Williamsburg and maybe I feel like Six Crabs. Well, no, Great America. I don't know. I don't know which one's more popular, but I feel like since it's in Chicago, I feel like Great America would be more well known, but maybe not. But also, Great America, go check out all three of those parks, especially if you have a Six Flags pass, because you can get into Great America for free, quote unquote, with your thing. And uh, oh, except if you have a Cedar Fair, an all Cedar Fair. Pass or an all SeaWorld has a all does SeaWorld have an all uh SeaWorld parks pass? Yeah, they do. And a real real quick tip. Um you gotta if you're gonna do multiple SeaWorld parks in mm. the same year, watch out for their sales. Um, because they have a lot of them throughout the years. And then if you can ever swing it to go to um not the Orlando, Tampa, or San or or um actually just really not the Orlando or Tampa parks, you're going to mm-hmm. save money because they will charge differently at oh, different parks. At, yeah. The like less popular parks. Like if I had really planned this out, well, I could have saved even more money by going towards Philly and going to Sesame place. Cause then it's like, oh. like the path there will cost, like you can get it for sometimes only like two twenty, two thirty. Mm-hmm. Whereas the normal price now in Orlando and Tampa for the exact same benefits um, across the chain, there's different you with their pass, you get a little more benefits at the home park mm-hmm. than that. It doesn't go, transfer to all of them. Mm-hmm. But if you got it at the Orlando and Tampa parks, it might be near 400. What? Um, That's almost so, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, big difference. Luckily I snagged a deal for the Williamsburg one where it got down to like, a little under 300 i'm like that's worth it for how many times i'll go this year um and i wasn't gonna like book a flight to philly just to get a cheaper pass then then the savings would have been erased 
But like, think about that with the SeaWorld parks. Like if you're going to San Antonio or San Diego, it's probably going to be cheaper than buying the Platinum Pass at Orlando and Tampa. Interesting. Even San Diego, huh? Yeah, I think pro- maybe because San Diego is a smaller park. Mm-hmm. Um than the than Orlando and Tampa. And I've been to Sea World. I went to SeaWorld San Diego for the first time uh last year for their Hallow Scream did you event. Like it? I did. I think they need I, I think they can they have room to grow is the is the nice way of putting it. Because I went there I'm on the sure. yeah I went there on the first day um because it was the media preview. Mm-hmm. I went there on the first day of their first ever Hallow Scream event and I think they were still hiring more scare actors because there were some scare zones where it was like two actors and not a big crowd coming near them. Mm -hmm. And they only had three houses. Their circus show for that year was seriously impressive. I loved that part of it. But um, in order to compete with the likes of Halloween Horror Nights up north and not and uh, not Scary Farm, I think they need to step up the game this year Mm -hmm. a little bit. And I'm confident if they're going to do it again, that they won't. They'll they'll keep they'll keep growing. Now, how about the park as a whole, like non-horror event? Uh, the park as a whole is it's more slanted towards the animal, the animal mm-hmm. habitats and things because there's just not that much room for big coasters. It's like mm-hmm. it it has a beautiful setting right on right on the bay. Right on the bay, Gorgeous. yeah, and um, they don't have they don't have nearly as many coasters as you know, Bush gardens, Tampa. They don't have it even as many as Orlando. Um, they did open their new one emperor earlier this year. Um, they're the first uh, B and M dive. Uh, I believe in a sea world park, not just a Bush gardens park. And um, maybe and even in California, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know knots initially promoted hang time as a dive coaster. It's, yeah. it's not the same thing. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not the same thing, but uh, so um, between that and then they have a skyrocket Two clone electric eel, they have a nice, like, kind of family launch coaster that they call Manta, different than the Orlando mm-hmm. one. And uh, they have a Journey to Atlantis water coaster, too. It's a pretty solid lineup. It's nothing. They don't have a big standout one um, mm-hmm. compared to, like, you know, if they had something like a, a B&M Hyper, I think they'd be a little more of a destination for coaster enthusiasts. But they're a little landlocked. So mm-hmm. the emphasis is a little more there on the animal animal habitats it's still worth a visit though i think you gotta go it's very nice it's very nice anyone listening SeaWorld san diego is quite the you know the originals started it all with its, right with its bio start off was like a, as a biomarine research center and look at where it is now still kind of there and but with some coasters and some cool rides but they, you know, they, I feel like they really do got good job on the animal ha- habitats. Like my friend um, Sean from Ranking the Mouse, he loves the wild Arctic section. He says that was like, like mind blown from. He's like, that's just as good as the Disney park right there. He kept saying, and I, I like the little penguins in there. They're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they could. They, I think they just need one, like. Emperor will get them through and I don't, but I don't think it's like if it's their headlining coaster, it's not like a long-term headlining coaster because in other parks that wouldn't be the headliner. Yeah. So I think they need to step it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Man. What would you suggest they get? 
Oh, I don't know if I'm good at that game. <laughs> I can't think about it off the top of my head. I mean, honestly, like someone, um, like if they got something like, I mean, I think they're far enough away from Magic Mountain. If they got something like an RMC, I think that'd be great. Um, but they really, I would have to think a little bit more about like what they're missing exactly in their lineup because they have a few more holes. And they're also, I mean, I don't know if they would want another, like they might need another family coaster in their lineup. There's a lot to consider there. I really can't think of one off the top of my head. So the next step, I think they're, I should be starting construction soon on something similar to Wave Breaker at the SeaWorld San Antonio. Yeah, that, I mean that that would seem kind of that would seem kind of similar to Manta to me mm-hmm. there. Which so, yeah, it should be, but at least it'll be this will be like dueling or like you know double. Yeah, actually, I think a better thing if they were going to copy something from from San Antonio is get something like Texas Stingray. That'd be that'd be very nice. Nice little family wooden coaster that can really be for everybody. I wonder if they wouldn't because of the um the boardwalk coaster at Belmont Park that's not too far away. They might not think they need a wooden coaster because there's one so close and another attraction. Um but I think there's never I think you have room for more, you know, you can have more than one Woody in uh, in uh, the same park. Why not one two in the same town? And see, yeah, the only only issue for SeaWorld is because they're a toughie, you know, the California Coastal Commission. They set a height limit of 30 feet over SeaWorld, set for four sites. Emperor is one of the sites, Electric Eel is one of the sites, and there's two more sites. So I guess they have two more opportunities. So I really got it. Knock it out of the park for those two more opportunities because, you know, poor, poor SeaWorld is you know, landlocked and has a height limit on it, which yeah. But I like how Manta uses that height limit. Really, uh, it's creative because, you know, it's a 42-foot drop, but that's because it, like, dives underground. And it's kind of cool because he's like you're like a Manta diving under the ocean when it's doing it. I like that part of it. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought that one was a little underrated. Just I like that it's I just I like variety, and that mm-hmm. was not the same <laughs> the same experience I was getting from other coasters, and I liked that. Yeah, and that was and then yeah, and then, you know, uh, let's see, Journey to Atlantis. Yeah, that's a unique one. Got the water coaster. Not every place has a water coaster. So that's a good selling point too for SeaWorld because I can't think of another one in California. Okay. Can I? No, can't think of anything. I mean, I can't think of another one, frankly, outside of um, outside Florida? of SeaWorld Park. Oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. Um, and even in like in San Antonio, I've, I haven't been there, but I know their journey to Atlantis is really more like a shoot the shoots. Yeah, I think it's shoot, yeah, because it goes just goes and kind of goes backwards and goes. Yeah, it's not really, not really though. Yeah, and it's then like shoot the shoots type of thing. And San Diego's is more like a water coaster mm-hmm. than. Orlando's is. It has more yeah. coaster, more coaster track. Yeah, we got the cool little drop, nice little bay, and you go up the elevator, then come right down that little helix. It's a nice little. And the Orlando's, of course, has the really cool theming and dark ride element, plus the coaster track and thing. That's like the best, of the best. Have you been on that one? I have. Um, and I was like, they have the theming. The dark ride elements have pretty much gone away because they just turned all they turned off the projections oh, no. and and that part it's just like generic music going past scenery. You're kind of just floating by it. So 
they took out probably for maintenance reasons. They want to upkeep it. They took out part of the thing that really set that coat, that attraction apart. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. That kind of sucks to hear. That means yeah. what, what now people are not going to want to go visit the, the, uh, nothing to differentiate the two. Well, not too much. But yeah, oh, see what I'm saying. I mean, out Orlando has such cool stuff like Mako. Is it Mako or Mako? Mako. Mako. <laughs> and Icebreaker and all this cool stuff. So there's plenty of different. Yeah, yeah, their coaster lineup is more well-rounded that they can afford Journey to Atlantis there being a little bit weaker. Yeah. Um, man, do you think they'll ever take it out? As they're turning off those elements. Do you think it's not long for the world? Or do you think it's just... They can't fix them. We don't want to fix them. So they're. Like, I, th- I think they just don't want to fix them. I don't. I don't think it's going anywhere because they. I mean, they'd be losing, um, a big, a big ride and a big show building, mm-hmm. and everything like that. That I don't know whether they'd fit. I don't think they. I don't know if they would get rid of it anytime soon if they don't need the space. And there's other things to do with that that park, other spaces to build that they don't need to take that out yet. They just don't need to invest into it anymore. Yeah. I feel like to keep that stuff going, which I'm I'm disappointed by. Oh, man, well maybe one day. But yes, thank you once again, John from Theme Park Tribute. <laughs> you can you change me. it up every time. I love it. <laughs> I know you know, fresh and new every time, and you can find his information his awesome website the world's famous theme park review in the description below he posts like 80 times a day so you'll never be bored you'll plethora of new content from every single park even the smallest ones like the new iowa park that was just about to open if it hasn't already which you should visit as well media preview man <laughs> and, and as always, if you like this video, press a thumbs up, subscribe to me, and go follow John. You know, I don't know if he has subscriptions or newsletters or something, but subscribe to his email letter or something in the Empire Tribune. As always, have a fantastic day. <laughs>